take three. Did the Sam, did the sound not work again? I don't think he clicked it. Hold on. Let's just do this again. And I'm going to keep going. We're not stopping this time though. This they're, they're getting, they're getting fucking background <laughs> access here. This is how fucking bad this has been. These, these two tries here. I, I genuinely okay. think you just didn't press play. I think I did, but now. This is Hog Planet, and what can I say? <sighs> Again, Sam, I'm having trouble. Just there's a lot of buttons to press to get this thing to work so we don't have to edit it. You know, I want to play the song and I want it to just play and I share the audio and it's all good. But no, that's impossible. Listen, folks, there's a lot of clicks. I mean, Dance the here, here, joined by Sam Lewis. Sam, uh, Let's move on. I don't want to talk about this, but that's going to be part of the show. That's 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 the show. <laughs> the, the flubs are like people are people like that. So it is what yeah. it is. Yes. Um, Go watch NPR or whatever, CNN, whatever the fuck you want to watch. If you, you want to see this like this garbage, you like this. So national pork radio because they're a bunch of hogs. <laughs> Um, all right. We, we got a lot to talk about today, Sam. Um, number one, I've been shadow banned because as soon as I reached <laughs> 420 followers, I dipped back down to 418. <laughs> um, do you have, do you have any comments on the shadow banning of my account? As I, um, I, I want to show the, the, the viewers at home, but the listeners, I have a nice basket of fruit here, not basket, but a bowl of fruit. Um, this is your only consolation oh, for on shadow band. <laughs> it, it dripped on my mic stand. Come on. This is why I'm not a fan of the table grapes. They're like kind of soggy looking. I don't know. Not not my favorite fruit, but um the I'm one going upstate comment, tomorrow. I have to eat them. <laughs> the one comment I have before I'm you blast out, out of New York City. <laughs> Say it again. The one comment I have before you blast out of here with your table grapes stowed away in your gut is um regarding the uh, the fucking thing you were talking about. Damn it, you 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 and your grapes. Damn, what was the thing you were literally just talking about before, before the grapes? Shadow ban. The reason, uh, the, the thing I have to ask you about your shadow ban is when you're going to be on Matt Taibbi's uh, Meet the Censored series on his Substack. Do you have a date or Matt do I just have and, to like check uh, my email notifications? absolutely matt um i'm my time my 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 dms are open um if you and katie halper want to have me on useful idiots i'll come on i used to be a loyal listener but it's become uh i don't know i just uh it fell out of my rotation i'm sorry you you your sub stack got a little fucking annoying <laughs> what do you want me to say your sub stack is subpar, man 
that, that was a sick burn, right? All right, fine. I've Whatever. been shadow banned. I, I, I think you should just leave after that one, but no, I think I you should, should be shadow two. banned. Uh, season two is out, and I haven't seen the whole thing. I've only watched the first three episodes because I, 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 unlike you, have some patience and can wait. No, I don't. I've like watched. Uh, I, not to be a freak, but I've I've watched it like multiple times since it came out. You get, if you've got like an hour to kill, you can get it done. I mean, it's only like fifteen minutes, like six episodes. If you have the appetite for it, I think you should leave season two. Is I think he, uh, if not hits the mark as of the first season, I think it's definitely like strong enough that if you like the first season, you should watch this one. So it's the same kind of inimitable style of comedy. Uh, I don't know. What were your initial impressions, Dan? Oh, it was great. I uh, think that for a show that like made it, uh, you know, it kind of it kind of just blasted onto the scene and no one expected it to do as uh, you know well as it did. Uh, I mean, it really held up in the season uh, two. I mean, some things don't have uh, legs after their first uh, season, but this definitely did. I am just yeah, and this is something that has like a huge online presence, but it doesn't annoy me. Um, like yeah, that's a it's a weird thing, isn't it? Like, did you see how, like, Ilan Omar used the, like, uh, we're all trying to find the guy who did this, uh, like, the hot dog costume meme? Have you seen that one? Oh, she did do that? I didn't see that. She, she used that meme to, um, the, to like, own ExxonMobil or something, or, like, some, some oil company made a tweet about, like, we need to stop global warming, and then she quote tweeted it with that meme and i was like damn that's a, that's some good memeing right there I, and but i was also surprised i was like that has this kind of resonance like i had like you know six figure likes on it and i was like this, i thought this show was kind of like niche but I, obviously it's not it's just like it's 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 a show where i think part of the appeal is supposed to be that it's like kind of niche or it feels like something that you can you know would be a cult classic even though i think it yeah it does have a pretty wide viewership but because it's netflix we'll, we'll never fucking know what the actual ratings are no, and uh, you just like Joe Rogan, it's you know it's the same type of thing. You're just never gonna know because they don't release them. Uh, so is anyone really watching or listening? I don't know. Um, Will Sommer uh, re reports that uh, not a great sign for Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell in their election fraud hearings that one of their main lawyers appears to be crying. What is it with crying in the courtroom? <laughs> we have these these video morons. It? The election fraud idiots, and you have Michael Avenatti crying in the courtroom. What is going on, Sam, in, 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 the, in the, the courtrooms of America? I mean, sometimes they're emotionally charged, but uh, I, I have very little court experience. But I will say, like, my overall impression of, like, most court proceedings is that they're very boring, like, and unemotional. So it is funny to see, like, someone like Avenatti, you know, just literally crying. Maybe this is, like, a last gasp for attention from this guy but uh it's hard to tell what he's doing i like it though i think it's fun and lynn wood and sydney powell i mean michael avenatti obviously was that thumb-headed moron who ran for who was like making a run for president i guess and he, he and he represented stormy daniels like it's hard to even remember why you know these names exactly but, oh my god but he cares remember that uh, this is the meme I was talking about for the for the for the listeners. It's the hot dog meme where Tim Robinson's dressed up in the hot dog costume, saying, "We're all trying to find the guy who did this." I, I think it's a fun background. Anyway, uh, yeah, but Michael Avenatti, what? Why the hell do we even care? Other than the fact that it's funny that he was crying in a courtroom. Um, 
I mean, I don't really, but but that Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell's lawyer is crying is also funny because mm-hmm. I mean that's two crying lawyers, but their crying is for the other side. I know everyone and Rudy was like farting in courtrooms. No, never more because I think that has come up not- on three episodes since we came back. I know, but it's still so good. I, I just there's something so pure about a good fart joke. But with Lynn Wood, I mean, these people, I, I think like the reason they're crying is uh, they hitch their, their, you know, wagon to something, to a rising star that no one has heard from. I mean, it's it's been refreshing not to hear about Trump or hear from Trump for a while now, for like six months, I guess. But um, for these people, it's like the fall of the Soviet Union, if you're like, you know, like a satellite state you know what i mean like it's just it's no good like what what are they they don't have an exit strategy but what is rudy giuliani going to do after this i mean if if we don't get some new like person it's who like can a make carry work the Trump- job it's like he's got nothing <laughs> else to do and he wasn't getting paid to do it anyway so who knows what he was doing in the first place i don't know it's it's you'd love to see it though honestly. he's gonna write I'm- the worst tell all that like liberals are gonna like eat the sheep <laughs> shit out of it just like Oh, oh, Giuliani's if, against Trump now, so he's good. If Rudy goes full like uh, never Trumper, like Michael or does, Cohen, like, the Michael yeah. Cohen, yeah, exactly. Then I mean, that will really be the end of Trumpism, and and they're gonna do something else. But I do wonder about it because obviously there's like the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Lauren Boberts and whatever, and uh, these other kind of QAnon friendly. I guess. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Speaking of that, what do they do without Trump? Another, an, I don't. Is is Madison Cawthorn QAnon friendly? I actually can't confirm that. But let's hear what he sounds like. Uh, and Dave, David Roth of Defector ha- puts it best when he says, "How would I gone so long without hearing this guy's voice? He sounds like Porky Pig imitating Ben Shapiro." Madison Cawthorn, CPAC 2021. And and now they're starting to talk about going. <laughs> to be able to take vaccines to the people. It, the thing about the mechanisms they would have to build to be able to actually execute that massive of a thing, and then yeah, think about what those mechanisms could be used for. They could then go door-to-door take your guns. They could again it's go door-to-door take your Bibles. Yeah. Yes. It's serious. And bro, I, <laughs> I'm letting it play again. So so I, I, what do you think he sounds like? I mean, I just, to me, he sounds like like a, like a dog toy that you step on and it's kind of just like deflating slowly. What those mechanisms could be used for. He sounds like he just took a huge fucking toke of helium, honestly. I don't know how a voice like this occurs in nature. He sounds worse than Ben Shapiro, honestly. Yeah, compared to that. If that's possible, he certainly has pulled it off. This might be medical proof that um, your vocal cords are actually contained in your legs. So if you lose feeling in your legs, then you uh, can't talk anymore. Um, let's, uh, before we move on, le- before we move on, I want to actually look that up. Is Madison Cawthorn into QAnon? Oh, I did look it up. He says, apparently he has disavowed them, but he is considered like, on that kind of wing of the you know current day republican party makes sense and he's the wheelchair bound very young i think he's younger than us i think he's like 27 or something uh congressman yeah that's uh, always extremely conservative and weird and not good guy um wasn't he the one who visited like hitler's vacation home or something and everyone oh there he uh, sorry i just am seeing this uh sam's background is now madison cawthorn uh yeah, yeah, with like a, a, a preposterously large rifle with a preposterously large scope and a dog 
um I guess he wheeled himself out there, or maybe this was taken before his. Uh, I, mean, I think that he, I think that it was a staged fucking shot. It's not like you're telling me there's wheelchairs, and I don't mean to be ableist, but you're telling me there's wheelchairs that you can go in the woods. Is it? Is this? I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, maybe he's got like a really heavy duty one. He's also been accused of sexual like uh, harassment and uh, misconduct uh, from people oh, went to college with him. There's a whole BuzzFeed story on that. Um, Remember when George H.W. Bush was accused of misconduct and they were like, he's in a yeah, wheelchair. Then he, then he nothing died he can do. soon after. That was like his last news cycle. <laughs> yeah, I remember them saying that he was like known as David Copperfield or something. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. I'm sure we talked about it at the time, actually, on the on the program here. But um, all right, why don't we? All right. So, the last thing I have on Cawthorn. But fine. The last thing I have on Cawthorn is that when um he was like, def- you know, defending himself, uh, posting about being going to Hitler's summer home, he did refer, refer to Hitler as the Fuhrer, which uh, is like uh, referring to him like colloquially as the Fuhrer is a little uh, interesting, I will say. So, I mean, like, you know, how could this guy have sympathies to the Aryan nation or whatever? But um, either yeah. way, he, he freaks me out. It's I'm, I'm glad to hear that his voice is entirely unintimidating and that he sounds like a little bitch because helps me sleep better at night. What can I say? Now you brought up Bush, and I yeah I agree with you on Colin. Oh, he's he's, he's a I know what you're gonna say, and this is already yeah. making me so right. mad. Can you pull the quote? Can you pull up the quote? I believe it was in Politico. Um, at least where I read it, that George Bush had some comments on the troop withdrawal in Afghanistan. You know, he he comes out of his like painting hole, and I can relate to this. Like 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 you know, I'm, I'm also. <laughs> I'm also you and Bush should have a paint off. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would kick the shit out of him. You listen you to Bush circles. You listen Bush. to Bush. Yeah, yeah George Bush, the ass clown. God, George the Bush is also. Is, uh, is, I decided I wouldn't sell the ass clown painting for more than like uh, for less than like two hundred to five hundred dollars. You'd have to you'd have to buy it from me. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a steal. And I'm not even rate, the commander in chief. <laughs> You're the command. Well, you're like a co-commander in chief of this podcast, I suppose. Speaking so. of commander in chief, uh, our video viewers can check out the new. Oh, I dropped it! Fuck! It literally fell in my. Uh, it fell, but I had a hog. Look, planet look lighter. Him, this is how Bush feels about it. They, they picked such a fucking hideous photo of this. Can you guy. show them your hog planet lighter? Yes. Uh, turn it. it, it turn it over. Obs- it's backwards. It's being obscured by it's Bush. Obscured by Bush. <laughs> oh, oh, Bush. No. Okay. There we go. Okay. Now you can see the lighter over Bush's face, but. Sam, do you have Bush's quote there about the troop withdrawal? Because it's really, I mean, the guy. Yeah. I I just my vibe from the quote before you read it is. Bush is saying, continue the war that I started because I started it and you should continue it. And if you take them out, then the things that are already happening are still going to happen and we won't be there. And this has been the argument for like fucking 15 years at this point it's ridiculous even longer but um so the the quote from bush um he was apparently asked whether uh you know biden like continuing the deathfully slow uh process of withdrawing troops from afghanistan after all these years uh in reaction george bush said uh i like i think it is a mistake because i think the consequences are going to be unbelievably bad and sad like he had to use like a, it's like, like it's this is gonna like a be scathing. unbelievably sad, <laughs> bad and sad. sad. Do you we, know? We will never. Pro- do you know what you have done? Sad. 
Millions from- dead. <laughs> Maimed. <laughs> like legless. And people forget that George Bush was one of our first truly monosyllabic presidents. Like Trump got a lot of attention for his use of the phrase sad and like his, you know, you know, unbelievably great. Everything's, you know, huge and all this. He, he was a monosyllabic president for sure. But Bush was the first one. I remember Bush like I'm young. I'm old enough to remember that people were scandalized by how dumb Bush sounded when he was talking, even compared to come on, like, like Bill Clinton's whole appeal was that he was the Bubba, but the dude was still like, he was like a Rhodes scholar. Like he was a fucking, like, well, say, he's an articulate man. Well, I would say that Bush's reputation for dumbness was even more than Trump's reputation for dumbness. I would there, say there was that, no like Trumpisms. Was there a Trumpisms calendar? I had the Bushes I mean, prob- calendar. Probably every, uh, of, co- of course. You're you actually probably right. Well, Sam also had the shirt. I, I, I hated Bush before it was cool. Do you know what I had taped I, in my locker uh, senior year or eighth grade? Eighth grade? It wasn't senior year. That was way after. That was way later. But eighth grade, I had taped in my locker. A, it was like George Bush as like a monkey. It was like a political cartoon. And it said Iraq on a whiteboard and if Afghanistan, uh, Iraq and Al Qaeda on a, on a whiteboard. And it was like circling the cues. And I, he's like, we've established a clear link. Oh. <laughs> to me, that was like the funniest thing on earth. At that time, oh it was like that is sticking it to the powerful dude. Um, yeah, I mean, so what, the, what, what, the what Bush years were said? dark for that reason. But like, yeah, the the consequences of leaving troops in Iraq in Afghanistan is unbelievably bad and sad, and has been unbelievably bad and sad as a, as our oh so articulate former president wants to say. So I. You know, who fucking cares? Like, this is like asking, um, this is like asking an exterminator about the rights of roaches. Like, this is the way he sees himself, you know, like they, this wasn't fought for like any kind of peace in the Middle East nonsense. It was just a, a conflict that was going to occur. And the fact that there were, you know, millions of civilians in the way. Uh, meant nothing to George Bush or to, you know, what Donald Rumsfeld died recently. Uh, when I hate when they die just like surrounded by their loved ones, like fucking happy as a clam, just rich and old. That's so shitty. And then everyone does like the rest. So much more. There's such fucking like when you talk about like ha, like real hog men. I mean, just true, like fucking like just, 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 just gluttons for suffering. And this is it. Absolutely. <laughs> Quintessential. No. Um, are we ready to move on uh, from this? Because uh, we have a lot more to talk about. Absolutely. I mean, just uh, fuck George Bush. Yeah, obviously. Uh, worse president than Trump, um, for sure. Um, agree? Disagree, Sam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way worse president okay. than Trump, right? Yeah, I, I, Trump still doesn't have the Iraq war. I mean, I don't know. The, the he doesn't have the body thing. count. He doesn't have the body. Well, maybe the COVID, COVID I don't thing know. is yeah. pretty bad. Right. But like, I, I, but like, what if Joe, would Joe Biden or like, would, would Obama have like had a, you know, lower death toll? Like, I think it would have been lower. I don't know if it would have been like this, the big sea change difference that people, you know, expected that it would be. So, and the Trump, the vaccine was, invent, you know, created under Trump. I'm not trying to like argue in favor of the guy, but. You got to be well, like, a yeah, level sure. If you're going to credit Biden with everything, you got to credit Trump with whatever happened when he was president, but also credit him with yeah. all the fucking people, the bodies piling up in refrigerator trucks outside of fucking 
Brooklyn um, anyway. Uh, what do you got on Haiti? What's what's going on? I hear I hear it's uh, it's 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 the United States did it. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing, too, is that like uh, uh, some of the people were like XDEA and now there's like uh, a bunch of like prominent people saying, like, please invade Haiti to the United States. And the fact that it's also occurring at the same time as this like um, SOS Cuba thing, which I'm not saying is like 100 percent an op, because I think it's it, there's a lot of nuance with that situation. Um, it still seems like the U.S. is trying to do something odd and there's something underhanded in the Caribbean broadly. Um, I, I would say that this like fits in with what the U.S. did under Obama in like Africa. Uh, you know, Obama setting up a massive military presence presence in like North and Central Africa, um, coinciding with, of course, like the complete destruction of Libya. Um, like I, that does seem to be the way this kind this wing of uh, the you know the I guess the left wing of like the, the U.S. military. I guess that's like how it operates. But um, I don't know. It's, it, uh, we won't know for, for certain at the moment. I'm definitely not like totally up to date on everything that's been coming out. But uh, it does seem like a little fishy. That's my like uh, armchair foreign affairs of, uh, opinion there. Well, I'm sure our, uh, our people appreciate you for it, Sam. And why don't we reward you by talking about your favorite topic, your favorite football team, the Washington football team. Was that how um, you were going to introduce the Washington football team with Homer Simpson? <laughs> Whatever meme not, it is, it's cut off. I know. I can't figure out this. For, this I got banana on my hands. Thing. Is that possible? Like, I have banana hands. <laughs> I'm washing. With just like tissue. the band. Washing the, it. I'm the, washing my fingers right now. Is that tissue. like a wipe or is it? It's, a, a, it's tissue? a tissue. It's a dry tissue. Mm. Like, I, I mean, is that banana grease like sticky? I don't eat bananas. Not a fan. Uh, I'll the plantains though. I will eat those uh, or plantains. I don't know how you pronounce it. But you like, think um, you're going to get out of talking about the Washington football team on this show? No, of course not. I wanted to bring it up uh, as resident expert because I may have I had the p potential to work uh, as the manager of contractors pull, at uh, Dan Snyder's house. Did you pull that? Do you have those in front of you? Uh, I can get it. Hold on. Why don't you vamp for a second? No, I have it right here. Oh, you got so it. The All Washington right. So, football so, team. Read them off, baby. <laughs> they're, of course, like this, they, they would like this problem to just sink into the ocean. They wish they could have just been known as the Washington R words uh, for Native Americans, not for like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not for like uh, whatever the PC See? way of saying the other R word is. Um, Pammy, anyway, what have, what, have, what have you done? Listen, th what this is what they the done to my boy. <laughs> I could have been somebody instead. Right. It became problematic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the Washington football team, formerly known as the Ro Washington racial slurs, uh, is going to pick a new team team name, a new logo in 2022. And uh, Fox five reported on some of the choices that are up on the docket. We've got number one, the Washington Monarchs thoughts. Well, my thoughts on that are it's regal. It's classy. I mean, the Monarchs, it's genderless. It's um, what does it say? It says power football kind of antithetical power. to the whole DC thing though. Cause like that's true. It, uh, monarchs are not like elected King George and stuff. That's right. I mean, right. 
I don't know, but it is fitting this for the country US was Empire. Fa- they, how about this conservative, like, like, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, fucking buffs of like the Revolutionary War, right? They'll be like, sure. this is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> we seceded from Britain so we could. <laughs> Hey, I thought this was a democracy. I didn't realize that so we could I elect our leaders with the electoral college. Oh man, no, I'm I'm also envisioning like a um an alarmist liberal being out there, like you know something along the lines of like uh the DC the, the Washington football team has renamed itself the Monarchs. Here's what you need to know: number one, this is following in a long tradition of absolutism and totalitarianism, oh. <laughs> like. <laughs> Either way. All right. So we've got. Oh, yeah. Okay. What else we got? We got number two. The step down from monarchs. We've got the Washington presidents. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I mean, the presidency has been profaned so much by Trump and Biden. Like, do we really want that? And Bush and Reagan. I mean, Clinton. Clinton. I mean, he was on the island. I, I don't know what to say about the. Yeah. Like. It's sort of just like someone was like, we can't just call them the senators. We already tried that one. So what's next? Like presidents, right. the 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 Washington representatives. This honestly, the statesmen Washington, isn't a terrible name. The Washington Congresspersons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what do you think about the Washington statesmen? But then it makes it sound like Washington State, not like Washington D.C. I don't know. So why don't we just keep going here? What's the next one? Okay, the Washington Red Wolves. Red Wolves. So I'm thinking Crash Bandicoot. Is Crash Bandicoot <laughs> a Red Wolf? Yeah, what Bandic- the fuck is a Bandicoot an animal? I, I'm going to see Red if it's like... Wolves? What the hell is that? That's like Game of one Thrones word. bullshit. Red Wolves? Is okay, that a so real thing? So there's Red Wolf Airsoft, which is the most trusted retail and online airsoft store, not sponsored by this podcast. If they want to sponsor us, get at us. Anyway, there's also the Red Wolf, which is a canine native to the southeastern United States. I don't know. Maybe it's like a regional thing. I've never seen a Red Wolf in the area. Um, Doesn't mean they're not out there. Is it like a synonym for a fox? I, I guess it's probably like similar. I, I could put up a picture. Like they look kind of, it looks like kind of like a little punk ass wolf. Uh, it's doing like, you know, the okay, meme with like the okay. buffed dog and then the like wimpy dog. It looks kind of like the wimpy dog in that meme. I see. Um, well, are there any more? All right. Yeah, there are a couple more here. Red Wolves, I feel like the problem with it is that it uh, coming after off the heels of the last one. Like, oh, is it just because it's red the and they want to just keep doing the same thing? theme yeah they want the cadence i guess like the washington red wolves instead of saying you know scrims i don't know I, i'm not a fan the All right, so you got another one back into the like the ad, the administrative so weird how the, the abbreviated name of the team used to be the skins that's like <laughs> I, what, that's what i grew up like everyone called them the skins like the potato skins <laughs> that's what they should call them actually the, the skin ointment the skins why don't you uh, just call them the skins i i, I don't know i guess maybe because uh, again it's the same problem as red wolves it's too loaded yeah you gotta you gotta scrap the whole thing okay so in the vein of scrapping the whole thing they've got the next one up commanders 
I just don't like that at all. I mean, is the commander in chief? Is that the implication? Yeah. <laughs> or like the master in commander? Russell Crowe. Oceans are not uh, oceans are now battlefields. Oh, yeah, battlefields. Yada yada. Yeah. Uh, classic, all right. Classic. And then all the right. last one on here is Renegades, which that's the best one. Yeah, me, it's kind the of the one. best one. I, I but think they're not the rebel. They're one. not renegades against anything. That is the point. But that is the irony. <laughs> yeah, because it's the, it's literally the like nation's systemic capital. sort of like processy. Like you know what I mean? There's nothing rebellious about the the Washington. Uh, no, team. but it's a bit. But if you're gonna like edit, call back, make a historical one, and make maybe there's like a call. Why don't they call them like the? Well, they can't say rebels because that makes it sound like it's some kind of like you know the South will rise again thing. I don't know. I guess like hearkening back to DC's rebellious past is a a savvy marketing move, I suppose. But okay. I don't know. All what these names to, kind of sound like shit. What happened to just picking a fucking animal? Like that's what they tried to do with red wolves. They got to pick a different one. The yeah, just just think the ferrets, the 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 uh, the weasels. Yeah, the that's the who belongs in DC is the weasels because of Washington deep state. What about the herons or something? There's a lot of herons here. I don't know. I'm not a, all right, I'm, all right, this all right. out of my wheelhouse, but still. Let's talk about the Diane Morales tweet. I'm going to read it out loud right now. Do you this want me to class, share screen it? Nah, there's no reason to. All I right. want you to put your, uh, your, your own particular read on it. Okay. Well, Ross Barkan is a uh, pretty nonpartisan, honestly, journalist in New York City. He's written a book about Andrew Cuomo called The Prince, Andrew Cuomo, Coronavirus and the Fall of New York which I believe is already out. I definitely should probably read that because um, fuck Andrew Cuomo. So uh, someone quote tweeted his, uh, his New York Magazine article about the, the implosion of the Diane Morales campaign. Uh, someone named Alana, and she said, I'm tired at Diane for NYC and her campaign had issues, but saying she has a hell of a temper and no history in the movement despite her nonprofit and community work is a painful reminder of the unfair scrutiny that women of color are still forced to face when running. Ross responds, the irony here." is the hell of a temper line was a quote from a person who worked directly with her and experienced this. And yes, being a nonprofit exec for 10 years and voting for Cuomo and backing charters are not qualifiers for existing in left movement spaces. And then the kicker, Diane says, I've quietly tolerated a lot of your biased journalism in quotes for a long time, oh. but I will all caps not tolerate you attempting to define my existence in any all caps space white men trying to tell me where I do or don't belong is one of the very reasons I ran in the first place. Not today, sir. And then she, she later wasn't says, saying where you do or do not belong. He was saying that you weren't in those spaces. That's a different. <laughs> she also I'm said, fucking on. She also said, I'm not looking to check your boxes or anyone else's for that matter. You will not define me or tell me what space I can occupy. <laughs> on any day, on any issues, if you want to ascribe to others' metrics, feel free to apply them to yourself. I'm not here for it. What the fuck does any of this mean? This is this was the left oh. candidate for mayor at one point. Hilarious. She's getting ratioed too. Uh, Cuomo. To she voted for Cuomo and she supported charter schools. That means you're not the left, just because yeah. you can talk <laughs> a big game about police brutality and have a weird like following of like, I don't know, fucking like online like teens or something like i think that was most of the campaign dan it sounds like you're gatekeeping her body from a space and you're also gaslighting so uh these are spaces and that they can't be bodies they're spaces mm -hmm. 
My body. You cannot tell me which body I can occupy and that my space is. Are you silencing my voice? You silence my voice. I'm silencing you. Let's move on to talk. This is actually a good. No, no, no. Put your headphones back on. (laughs) All right. He's back. Um, Okay. Um, I don't believe this is a good segue to the critical race theory thing. Yes. So, Sam, can you intro this? Because. I honestly chose to skip this whole discourse cycle, so I really don't know much about what this all is about. But all I know is there is a petition to stop critical race theory in the Northern Valley Regional High School, which is where we um, grew up. And do you want me to read from the petition a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Stop critical race theory in the Northern Valley. Northern Valley Regional High School Board of Education has recently retained the services of Dr. Edward Fergus as an equity consultant. For those unfamiliar with, unfamiliar with the term equity, please make no mistake that it has nothing to do with equality and frankly is quite the opposite. Equity proponents and critical race theorists are aimed to reverse 60 years of civil rights victories and indeed solely judge children on, on color of their skin and completely ignore individual oh. content of character. The 14th Amendment MLK of the United would States. Hate this. Sam, Sam, wait, wait, wait for this. The 14th Amendment, the last line is the kicker. The 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution strictly prohibits anything less than equal protection under the law. Equity consultants like Dr. Fergus and critical race theorists ignore the, the any sort of equal protection by dividing groups into either oppressed or oppressor. We must petition for his dismissal to save our children from the indoctrination of equity. Required freshman reading in 2020 included a book from author Ibram X. Kendi, who has, did they make them read how to be an anti-racist? Jesus. Who has past written, he quote, hates white people and white people are a quote, devil race. More reprehensible readings will surely find our classrooms if Dr. Fergus continues to work within our district. Yeah, don't read anything the founding fathers wrote, yikes. Um, The sole goal of critical race theory and equity is to blame young children's skin color on all inequities another race may be facing. They take nothing else into consideration, including socioeconomics or family structure. This will teach division and hate and will continue to oversimplify real problems facing inner city communities. Our tax dollars should not be paying those who profit from dividing our children merely because they were born one skin color or another. Marxist ideology. (laughs) And racist ideas have no place how, how in the classrooms or sentence? anywhere in America. Please sign and say character counts in the valley. Oh my god, this is like the screed of the one of the like most insane racist ideology grandpas. and racist ideas. Racist ideas. Yeah. I can think of a lot of racist ideas that they already teach in school. I don't know. Ibram no, X. Kendi is thing- also a pretty mild fucking like. <laughs> it's not like they're making them read like Adolf Reed or something. Yeah, I think a lot of people end up like have read that book and it hasn't fomented a communist revolution in this country yet. Marxist but, uh, ideology. Yeah, I uh, this is this makes sense for our area, which is a shame. Um, what I think is going on with the critical race theory thing and the obsession with like stopping even just like you said, relatively commonly read um, anti-racist texts from ending up in front of their kids is it's a way for them to just get it so that anything can be kept like a race can be kept out of the classroom um it may shock some of our listeners 
to hear that the history of the United States involves a lot of racism. Um, they want that not to be focused on. Uh, there are lots of like grassroots, quote unquote, organizations that have popped up to prevent, you know, go up against this uh, in Texas. Specifically, the first one I heard about was in Loudoun County, Virginia. And that also makes sense because uh, Loudoun County, Virginia is like two counties outside of Washington, D.C. It's where a lot of uh, it's former farmland, but there are also a lot of like um, I don't know, rich Republican assholes and like other conservatives who are very much urbanites and made all their money in DC and in Arlington and stuff. And then they go out there and buy like a winery or a ranch or something and cosplay rural for a while. Um, and that it makes sense that that's where it popped up because those people feel like they've settled that area, but areas like that, especially Latin County, as I can, um, definitely like attest to there are a ton of like uh, immigrants out there. A lot of uh, Indian people have moved out there and uh, it creates this kind of like white anxiety in these ex-urban and suburban communities. Uh, and that's definitely been going on for a long time where we're from, uh, you know, big influx of like Korean immigrants and like other, uh, you know, Asian and like, and also like Hispanic immigrants. Uh, and the pe white people there are kind of losing their shit. And that's like where these like, like Marjorie Taylor Greene is from Alpharetta, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. Um, like it's people who are right outside of blue areas who made their money off of like being urbanites and then wanted to go like cosplay, you know, suburb, like real America, two towns over or whatever. And then when people from the city who can't afford to live in the city limits start living out there instead, they freak the fuck out. I mean, there's also um, what Lauren Boebert lives in like ski country, like the shooter's grill or whatever that she runs is out in like ski country, Colorado, a blue state. The like they're always. Yeah, basically, it's um, it's always people who no, literally her restaurant, Lauren Boebert, QAnon Congresswoman, uh, literally her restaurant gave uh, like hundreds of people diarrhea. I think we might have talked about it at some point, but critical race theory seems to me like total Tucker Carlson bullshit. You know, it's just like it's just another fucking culture war thing. It's the same same as it ever was. Like this is like nothing new. It's just that the schools feel an obligation now to to and we can talk about this now um but i also want to be clear that critical race theory is a, like a legal like like a scholarly uh pursuit in the in the legal field it's, it's something that legal scholars talk about it's something that you learn in law school is basically the argument that the u.s's institutions are what um drive racism and drive and and, and it like talks about the processes and they're like uh, I mean, you know, like Kimberly Crenshaw was a student of like Derek Bell and like all these other, they're like, it's a, it's like a, it's not something that's taught in like middle school or high school. Like it's, it's not necessarily worth it to say that because it is worth being taught and it's not like something dangerous. Um, I don't want to concede anything. No, but on it's that. like it's literally just... like, like you, that's not something that is taught. Like you don't learn right. critical race theory as like, right. a child. And, so this is and, just and, fucking and, stupid, fucking suburban, fucking, you know, just, just, just. Ugh you know, beer bellied fucking dads and fucking QAnon moms and just normal ass like Facebook moms just like, oh no, my son's gonna feel alienated for two seconds at school. But it's like, how do you think like, I don't know, how do you think other races feel when they read about slavery and stuff? It's like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, or the way it's glossed over when like slaves are, are called immigrants or when like, or how they don't, they, they really say that like the US was unsettled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, there's there are plenty of atrocities that are brought up um, and like 
the, the I think with critical race theory, they've seized on it because it sounds scary to a certain kind of person. Uh, genuinely, I think that's it. Um, it is a real thing that exists. So people can't just be like, they're making up something. Um, like critical race theory is like a real, you know, kind of way of uh, studying the law and interpreting them in the United States. But it's not this like new addition to the curriculum, right? It's not it's this not, like, it's, it's not relatively like as a new like, to like the academy, but it's not. So what do you think about like the, 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 the district hiring this like equity consultant? I think it's fine. It's very common. Like it's, it's, it's like having a it's diversity a, it's a, and inclusion department, which every co company has. It's like having it's an HR thing. They just hired a yeah. fucking HR guy. Calm the fuck yeah. down. Like <laughs> no one else has ever cared this much about some kind of you know, about this sort of like hiring and like the board of edge just because it's like see it's it's framed this way and because people in our fucking area are really racist. They are and they're like. They and especially race. I, I don't know. Like we didn't grow up with a lot of black. Kids well, we talked about it last summer with fucking the whole blackface uh, school board member who got fired, Dan Eller. Um, you know, I don't even. No, there's been plenty of like scandals name. at our school. Like, like it's there's there's he's just one. He, he, like we we've heard of uh, multiple blackface scandals and uh, things much more sickening than that. So, um. This uh, school's biggest problem is not an in like them being forced to read like the very mild works of Ibram X. Kendi, who I've read a little bit of his stuff and it's not exactly like it's it, it's it's made for like white liberals. It's not that it's not like intense like he's not he's not like fucking Malcolm X or even like he's not. He's not, not reading like Fanon. Like you're not reading like it's <laughs> not even like on. James Baldwin. It's 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 not. It's 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 it's. I don't want to say he's on the same level as Robin D'Angelo and White Fragility because that's just like corporate HR diversity bullshit. But you know, just kind of the shit that is just completely so companies can pretend they're not racist when they pay. Uh, you know, <laughs> garbage. Um, yeah. I'm you not know, like fami that familiar with his work, um, but I do know that it is widely read and it, it is not causing like the society. Well, that's the, that's the main point. And his other book, Stamp that, from the Beginning, I, that I have I've read more of uh, is is pretty solid. And, um, the late Michael Brooks recommended on his show, so that's how I first heard about it. And then Ibram X Kendi kind of blew up last summer in the whole, uh, you know, the whole uh, George Floyd protests, which like. We can talk about this a little bit, you know, now and kind of intersperse this in with this, but kind of, you know, it, it, it was a hard thing to realize. And I guess we needed like a breather from doing the podcast because like it was a hard thing to realize like that, you know, as much as we hope that some like revolution was happening, it like really wasn't. And all I know, really the, the most brutal thing is how everything stays the same. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it sucks. There's no they never defunded the police, but that is something that no. is brought up to criticize every Democrat, but it's like, they don't want to do it. They raise the budgets of the police. They managed to get the the worst of both worlds, which is that they did not defund the police. So like they're the blue, you know, people so who would shitty. otherwise support the Democrats are like, fuck is wrong with you. Then the Republicans act as if it already happened. And like their, their base doesn't fucking care. They, the fact that Democrats even like paid any lip service to any of this is signed to them that they're in cahoots with, you know, David Dinkins or whatever to like fucking like overthrow the police of the world. It's so stupid. I, I don't know. I, it's, 
it, it is like it's crushing. And honestly, if anything, I've seen more and more of the the Blue Lives Matter flags everywhere like that. I'm not saying that like the protests caused this. Definitely not. I'm like, I, I like I, I. It's just a shame, is what I'm saying. Like, it's not like I don't want to uh, hint at any like causality between like, oh, you protested and you made them all more angry. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm trying to say in general is like, it's just a little crushing. Like, uh, as someone who like believed in you know what I was seeing, and and I also it's just like. I said this when also, coronavirus first happened. I was like, something's got to give with society. Yeah. Like, we can't That's keep thing, going right? this way. Like, every time it means like, everyone is just being like, the, the, you know, the uh, you know, the boot is on their neck, you know, and and how long until just there's like this powder keg moment? And that was something, but it was like the ultimate result was what they pulled the blackface episodes of It's Always Sunny, like, yeah. and Thirty Rock. Like, yeah, but uh, there's Black Lives Matter flags on all the stuff downtown. There's more, there's more Black like, Lives Matter uh, posters in, in convenience stores. Which there's nothing wrong is, with that, good. but it's like, I don't want to be like Glenn Greenwald here, but like, Jesus Christ, like, it's just like, no, but I it, thought it's like, like a little soul was crushing. Yeah. I thought, I, I believe that like, maybe they would defund the police at least, but that is not, that has not occurred and doesn't look like it's going to occur really. They didn't even do the whole thing in fucking, um, you know in minnesota that they were going to do i think the this yeah council like voted it down right that they were going to like abolish the police or something in minneapolis or something it's uh, never going to happen gonna that was just happen. To, there was there as was much as we want it to happen it'll never it's it's not this is this is not the country we live in like our utopia no. is not america you know whatever, no and it's it's crushing and and is. honestly maybe like another thing that like we didn't expect is like the out the up the upstart of these fucking wackos talking about critical race theory in like suburbs across the country and excerpts where these you know these people no they're not teaching critical they're not reading any of that shit in like um in in Loudoun County public schools like are you or in Northern Valley public or schools it, no it's just but it but it's another thing like with the um with the defund the police thing where uh the Republicans can tell their base that it has already happened and that it's already happening or that like they have to resist it right now. And their base snaps to it like that. Like it's fucking crazy. The, 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 no, it's similar. Honestly, it reminds me of QAnon. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's that similar, like, Oh, okay. This is what we're supposed to be mad about now. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Like everybody locks that. We got it. Yeah. And, And, um, yeah, the, the, the fucking speed with which these people like decided that they one knew what critical race theory is, which I guarantee most of these people don't. It's not even like, useful to bring that up anymore because it's such a, they've already accepted it as such a fate accompli that critical race theory is being taught in every school across the country. Liberals have defunded the police everywhere across the country. Like it's, it's fucking crazy. Like, and I don't know, it makes me wonder like, about protests as like a chain a, a method of change because it seems like we've been there been protests like of... continuing for like my whole life and since i've like lived in dc yeah. and like none of the issues well, that look, anyone's protested for have ever changed i'm not saying it like they're not a, important it's ex- but like it's a way of expression it's not a way you change it's not a way to make change it just isn't it's not it's not like lasting change i mean i thought it was but it's clearly that wasn't going to happen in this regard maybe you can if like you're i know we have to doing- do like like we have maybe to do there were work other every day that now. Yeah, I mean, we, we just just everything kept turning the wheels of society. Just, you know, everything just keeps going. And it's like, well, I guess, you know, we, we talked about it on this show a lot, you know, like our hopes and dreams for society. Maybe it was or something. I don't know. Just like these kind of ideas that uh, 
maybe things are really changing for the better for a moment here and and the country is going to course correct because we have realized that something that we made a mistake but that doesn't happen in this country you dig yeah. in and you dig deeper and you you just are like oh well Cuden arrest uh the obamas today that's okay he's gonna it's gonna happen tomorrow like the sky the sky is gonna fall today it didn't okay it's gonna it's gonna fall tomorrow i mean it's the same it's 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 same faith bullshit. it's faith it's faith it's is with them it's faith that the apocalypse is gonna happen and with um the business as usual people it's faith that we can we we're just we're almost there we just need to keep plugging and we'll figure this whole thing out even though uh you know it's becoming patently obvious that that's not true. Okay, but, um, no, the one gotta... glimmer of hope I had from the protest the la- to close out is that yeah, like, I, when you're at a protest, I think you, you see your fellow humans in a different light and it kind of changes you a little bit and it changes the people around you. And, you, and that is actually like the most crucial thing for protest, like making, sending a message to people to, uh, you know, because I don't know if that matters that much. Because people in the suburbs look at, and see, you know, oh, or every bur- every city has been burned down. Like New York has been burned down. DC's been burned down. Los Angeles has been burned down by rioters because of the protests. Like <clears throat> they don't get a clear image. Like it sends a message, but I don't know. It's not the message that you get from being at the protest and like also seeing other people there and the message that they get from seeing you. And like that message of like human solidarity, I think is like the most crucial thing. And that's like the biggest change that happened at least in me from the protests. And I, um, I feel it now also, I've been trying to get more involved with mutual aid orgs in the city, like, um, War two mutual aid and feel the people and some other ones and yeah, they I was asking, uh, put some links in the uh, description. Absolutely. People. I will, we, we'll, we we'll link DC to them. Listeners, so put some links in there. But um, for uh, that that mutual aid stuff, but uh, and usually you, you, well, well, you told me that it was it was a way it, it changed the way you see the uh, let's, let's say the, the houseless. Yeah, yeah, because um, one of the big th- things that War Two does is they just go into the uh, encampments and they um, just like ask people what they need and distribute what they have, and um, it's on like that forging that human connection will make you see. Um, people in a different light and like actually if you approached it from like the perspective of like i'm here to like actually help and i actually want to talk to you and actually ask what you need it, it kind of changes the way you see things and um i think you can get something similar like that from a protest um and i think you can get from just you know organizing with fellow people or just doing something good even just volunteering or doing something good with your time so that's the one lesson that this like whole thing has uh kind of or this whole summer of uh, unrest kind of put into me and also the crushing realization of how brutally racist this country is i mean which yeah. gets reinforced daily but um either way yeah i guess that's uh how we can close out the a year yeah, since the I, I, summer the of unrest I, the last thing i want to say is ultimately it's like things like a podcast or even just like conversation like where you intensely like know you're right about something like it doesn't change anyone's mind like your uncle's not gonna vote for bernie you know just give it up you know like it's it's at a certain point you gotta just fucking move on and accept that like some people are just fucking dumb as fuck and are gonna just freak out about critical race theory and they're gonna free freak out about QAnon, and they're gonna freak out about the george soros vaccines and the rothschild uh, uh jfk assassinations um what can i say the jews did 9-11 no i i'm i'm I'm, a Jew. <laughs> I'm allowed to say it no um 
I actually wanted to say an example of how this uh, this sort of uh, woke language has been uh, co-opted is uh, this new Spike Lee ad, which I, I want to play on the show, but it's got music on it. I don't want to get pulled off YouTube, so I'm not going to play it, but you can look it up and you can pause and look it up if you really want to. But it's just like Spike Lee doing his thing, but it's like being woke about like saying like, like for too long, like black people have, you know, been like shut out of like wealth or something like that. And it's like, here's the way to solve that bitcoin yeah no it, it was literally as cynical as you're saying to the point that it like seems like it had to be designed to make a certain subset of the internet either super happy or super mad but um but yeah no it said stuff like old money never did anything for us so that's why we need new money to do something for us like he's like new money is good and i was like bitcoin is created through just utter like environmental degradation <laughs> like it is literally like you turn Server on the pollution farms, machine just like yeah i mean just the heat yeah because so, it's based i mean for any listeners who don't know it's basically generated by like computers solving very complex mathematical equations over time and that's how the value of the blockchain is derived or whatever and solving all that computing power that they need to perform those calculations takes a ton of energy so they wind up setting them up next to like hydroelectric dams like parts of oregon that don't have like they have like very cheap electricity like near you know just anywhere they can get cheap electricity and they they can like blow up and start fucking because they basically have to run like a ton of exhaust fans also to keep up with the um the amount of output from these computers so it really is like yeah you the you know the evil villain turns on i'm stealing this from a tweet but like turns on the fucking uh pollution machine and prints money out of it that's fake like it's 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 really fucking bad <laughs> yeah um all right i think we've said enough about that let's move on to uh bolsonaro uh jair bolsonaro is in the hospital with hiccups now i didn't know that you could be hospitalized for hiccups but apparently uh the the president of brazil 66 years old was diagnosed with an intestinal obstruction on Wednesday evening uh, in a hospital in San Paulo. Um, and uh, he has had hiccups for 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> everything I've seen is like, everything I've seen though has led with the hiccups. Uh, like with the way you read it, it's like, okay, so he has like hiccups because of like this intestinal thing. <laughs> like it seemed like so whimsical, like, whoop, he just has like a curse of hiccups <laughs> or something. <laughs> it was so good. And Bolsonaro, why? I don't know why he has so many pictures of himself, like in the hospital shirt. Like he's, he's had COVID doesn't... like four times or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He And he's been in the hospital for way more than just that. And he's always like sending pictures of himself, like in the gown and stuff. I'm just like. I don't know what his angle is. I mean, the more disturbing thing about Bolsonaro is the fact that now the burning of the uh, rainforest, specifically a lot of the, you know, the Amazon rainforest is in Brazil. Uh, the burning of it like, is now creating more, more carbon than the Amazon rainforest soaks up, which like the Amazon rainforest is crucial for soaking up all that carbon so it doesn't contribute more to global warming. So that will probably accelerate things. And uh, there's no slowdown to the complete deforestation and like all out war on nature that is uh, endemic to Bolsonaro and like that kind of white supremacist vision of what Brazil's supposed to be like. So that is super disturbing. 
Uh, I hope he dies from the hiccups, honestly. He does not look good shirtless. I got to say that. I'm actually going to share screen this because it, it's it's really rough. Yeah, the people need to see it. Um, so this is Jair Bolsonaro. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hold on. Hold what on. face is that? Estremos, e estaremos de volta en breve. Se Deus quisir o Brasil e nosso. Yeah, that means we'll be back if God, God soon, God willing, which is funny. God, please don't God, listen to this man. God's trying to kill him or he's trying to like save him. I don't know. No, I think he's saying uh, he's hoping that God grants him a speedy recovery from his fucking hiccups or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, Bolsonaro is one of the most evil fucking dudes so i, mean, yeah, I really I mean, do the, the hope trump, he dies i mean <laughs> trump trumpian leader if you don't know him i mean he's he's an extremely uh i mean ev everything to do with uh his presidency in brazil is a fucking disaster um he, and brazil's uh, like a hyper I mean, he got like country. he got the former president lula like imprisoned i mean that was the whole fucking thing now lula's out yeah, and he's like explicitly said he wants to bring back the not Lula. He, Bolsonaro has explicitly said he wants to like bring back the military dictatorship in Brazil and like Ooh. harkens back to those days. Uh, Brazil's like a super Jesus, unequal country, just, especially like, as it breaks down by race. My screen's just been on the shirtless Bolsonaro. <laughs> no, the oh, people man. need to see it. People love it. I, I took it down. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I share screen the shirtless Bolsonaro for a while. Um, oh, I, I I was enjoying it, dude. I was in, I was like really looking. Uh, he has so many pictures of himself in the hospital. I don't know what's going on with this dude. I, I like I, they always tantalize us with shitty, you know. He counts as kind of like a conservative because he's a reactionary, I guess. But um, they tantalize us with these people and their poor health. But then they they never can give up the ghost. And uh, I don't know. All we get wow. are pictures like this. And like, I, I, you know, I'm not a fan. He has been, he, but he did, he saw this coming. He's like, I apologize to everyone who's listening to me because I've been hiccuping for five days now. And then he said on Facebook live <laughs> that he's had week long hiccups. <laughs> um, Bolsonaro's son has previously described his father <laughs> as almost dead by the time he made it to the hospital following a stabbing attack in 2018 holy shit did you yeah, ever hear he's, about this he's kind of a messy bitch too yeah so if the obstruction is related to that stabbing i mean flavio bolsonaro said in a tweet recovery messages and prayers may god give everyone everything they want from my father in double right now Oh, 54% <sighs> of Brazilians would support impeachment proceedings against Bolsonaro, painting a bleak picture for his re-election bid next year. I'm reading from fucking NBC News article now. Sorry. That was from NBC News, written by Chantal de Silva. Thank you, Chantal, for that <laughs> summary here. Oh, oh, let's let's look at this Portland uh, Photoshop job thing. Um, you you brought this to my attention, Sam. Oh God, I'm seeing now that you have Bolsonaro. Yeah, this this, this like I'm gonna this share my Portland. Screen. This Portland story is like just uh, 
really is it's it's funny in a sort of extremely bleak way this poor dude they fucking photoshop tattoos on him do you see that they just yeah. went can you zoom in on the photo on the on the uh photo like the booking photo versus the lineup <laughs> come on man look at they did to the look at they so, did but, to but, him but for our listeners uh it's from the oregonian Portland police used Photoshop to alter a defendant's photo to make him look more like a robbery suspect. Now he'll be released from jail. That is the most fucking insane thing I've ever seen. They gave him the teardrop. I can't believe it. They gave him like, and they also gave him tattoos that look honestly like dog shit. I was like, my, my first reaction was like, why is this guy's tattoo so bad? And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, he doesn't deserve this. I don't know what he did, but like, come on, man. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, people are in the comments saying that uh, the article that's written writing about this is racist, but I don't know. They're saying that, well, he was no angel. I, I don't know. I'm not reading it. So there you go. Um, Pretty shitty of uh, the Portland PD to do that. But, you know, listen. You have to do everything uh, you can when you're a cop to uh, just be a full piece of fucking shit, right? I mean, yeah, I guess so. You, it must be fun to just be able to make up complete random shit about people and uh, get away with it. But I don't know. Yeah. That's not my thing. I like, you know, podcasting, being nice. And um, talking about Jeffrey Epstein, which is oh. how we're going to close out this program. Uh, Vicky Ward just dropped a piece in Rolling Stone. Um, Sam, do you have that up? Yeah, uh, I do. It's titled, What Was Jeffrey Epstein a Spy? And this is definitely like an under-examined uh, aspect of uh, it's stuff that it's not like if you've been following this as anything in this article is going to blow your mind, but uh, it is good to see that um, people are starting to focus a little bit on this aspect of the and what's more, enigma. Right. What's more mainstream than Rolling Stone? You know, I mean, it's like it's like the the professional fucking counterculture. It's like the fake counterculture, you know? Yeah, all those guys like like Jan Wenner and shit have just like fucking private jets on private jets from all the money they made in like over the past like five decades of this stupid magazine but like they do have um they do still be having some good uh what do you call them articles oh, um course. exposés some good reporting in there uh matt taibbi used to be great in rolling stone as i we know. All know fuck read him like for fucking decade Jeez. no absolutely uh this has i like that this um calls on half on uh what was his first name? Steven Hoffenberg. Do you remember him from the Epstein documentary that we watched? He ran like the Ponzi scheme with Epstein and basically was like, yeah, I like this guy. And I can tell you he's a criminal because I was trying to do crimes with him back in the day. Right. And now he's right. now he's out saying that he's like doing that. He was, you know, knows that Epstein was an asset and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder with like these people, I'm like, is this how much of this is like, uh, there's a bias where you want or selection bias where like the people know that you want to hear this insane stuff. But at the same time, the, the, the paper trail between Epstein and like weird coincidences and his relationship with the, uh, with the intelligence agency or the intelligence community internationally is kind of hard to ignore. 
And I mean, the fact that Ghislaine is in jail right now and without bail and it's still going on. And she's been in these Zoom tra- Zoom uh, hearings just looking like absolute shit. Wasn't there a story that she like, cl- she she wasn't flushing her toilet? Like her, her, yeah. her like sh- feces were overflowing and she had, she got in trouble about it or something. Oh my God. Well, hey, you say you want to abolish the police, but you think G- Ghislaine Maxwell should be in jail, man? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think she could. She could get some cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. I don't I know. Don't fuck. Look. Fuck. That's why. I, did you see that there was? Um. I read something. I forgot where, but it was. Maybe it was in. I think it was in. Okay. I apologize if this is wrong, and I apologize to this writer if this is not something he wrote. But I believe it was Jack Crosby in the discourse blog i think that was where it was from he wrote about the firing squad and that uh one state voted to bring back a firing squad and uh how that's like um well it's more humane than a a lethal injection probably yeah yeah i mean i've heard that i have heard that's the most humane i believe the thing with like the lethal injection you know it's pretty uh pretty yeah i've heard it looks pretty gruesome (laughs) so it's not something i ever want to see um i don't guess if i had to choose yeah i go for the firing squad it's kind of more metal you know i'm all about that um i have turned me into swiss cheese that'd be kind of fun that would be like so pam and then they give you the cigarette that's like that's pretty badass i'm not gonna lie really do they do that is that part of it i don't know i i I, they do it like movies (laughs) so i would ask for that my last meal i don't even smoke cigarettes but my last meal would be a cigarette die yeah yeah yeah, why not smoke them if you got them either of us die in the next like few weeks this is gonna be so fucking creepy yeah, yeah. Especially if we're killed by a firing squad, it'd be kind of. And I, I, I think is is more than likely. Do you think that the they say that the thing they say about firing squads, where they're like one guy has an unloaded gun, so that everyone has like plausible deniability? That well, no, I thought it was that one guy. One guy's gun is loaded, and the rest have like blanks. It can't be one guy is loaded, and the rest have blanks. Then it's obvious who shot him. <laughs> well, no, it's not because everyone has blanks. But my thing is, like, can't you tell when you fire a gun? If you fire, I think I the blanks know, guess... still make a fucking noise, right? And, and that's and, a good point. You know, I, I I bet like when six of them go off, you're not like instantly like, oh, it's that one. But I that's don't know. I don't know. Anything. I don't know anything fa- about guns. I don't, what do you think oh, I know? Oh, listen, some of y'all have never been in a firing squad and it shows. But uh, no, the um, wouldn't. But like, okay, don't tell me what it, spaces it, I can occupy. You cannot. Oc- I'm I gatekeeping. I'm gatekeeping firing squads from you. Dan. I do not subscribe to your uh, boxes. I do not check your boxes, and I do yeah. not occupy the space. Uh, that's toxic. Anyway, um, my thing with the one your theory about the one guy having a gun, a bullet, and everyone else having blanks is it doesn't that put like a lot of faith in that one guy's ability to shoot like straight? Like, what if? What if he like shoots the guy in the arm and then the guy's like, ah, and then they have to like line them all up again. I think it's more likely that there's one person who doesn't have a blank and then like everybody else has them. But then like, you're still overwhelmingly likely to be the one who pulled the trigger, whatever. Firing squads are still are cool is the moral that we're trying to get at. The final question of the show, and this was sent in by a listener. And I want to thank our, uh, our show off at hog planet lighter. Um, 
uh, Sam, I decided a fair price point for these is three bucks. So we do have them. So DM us if you want one. We can definitely a hog planet themed Bic lighter for all of your. And if you um, don't have three bucks and you are in, near me personally, I mean, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I might give you one. I mean, I mean, if you're in, if you're in need of a, of a light, I mean, but if he wants to send you one, they yeah, ask three bucks. Yeah. Um, plus shipping. Um, not sure if that was Dan, what Dan was getting at, but that, I made yeah. up the rule. So, no, I think that was good. Um, but the 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 final. So 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 we got the lighters. The final question from a, from a listener is, what kind of hog are you? Uh, when you're at a baseball game, do you get dogs or sausage and peppers? And how do you dress the dog and pretend you're not a vegetarian? Answer the question. Do you get the okay. dog or do you get the sausage and peppers? And how do you dress it? Uh, sausage and peppers. Definitely sausage and peppers. And, and uh, why, why and how do you dress it? Well, doesn't a sausage and pepper already kind of come dressed? Am I missing something? It's a little oily, but you can add mustard and all that other stuff. Hot sauce. Hmm. Yeah, I think I would just go with the hot sauce. I'm not big on mixing mustard with like the Italian seasoning or like even on a hot day. No, I don't know. The hot dog, the, the hot dog needs the mustard. If if I get, if I go hot dog, I'm going ketchup, mustard, relish, sauerkraut, the whole nine yards. Put some fucking chili on that. Like I want it to be like a big thing. But if I'm going with the sausage and peppers, I want to appreciate the sausage and the peppers. I'm like a uh, I don't know. I'm a true co- appreciator of it, but hot sauce. I think you can kind of add to anything. So yeah. that's where I would go with it. And also I haven't eaten meat in years. So <laughs> sorry if my question, oh, my answer kind of sucks. Where do you Follow stand me. on this? If someone's like, who's a much, a lot more likely for you to want to eat this though. That's right. And you can follow me on Twitter at Spuventacular and you can follow Sam at Wagstank. You can follow the show at hog planet. We deleted the Instagram, so it doesn't exist, but we do have a Twitter um and uh you can listen tell your friends give us five stars on apple Podcasts. oh yeah sam is displaying my two painting three paintings that uh he has kindly uh, purchased you can find more of those paintings on instagram at d spaventa at d-s-p-a-v-e-n-t-a on instagram uh, i have paintings they are for sale uh, i have paint streams also that you can watch me uh paint and talk and it's not not dissimilar from Hog Planet, would you say, Sam? The Dan Paints streams on Instagram. No, the if you like, if you're a fan of the Hog Planet, um, and you especially if you like the you know visual aspect, you will definitely enjoy the Dan Paints streams. They're a good time. The we get rowdy in the chat. Dan uh, has is forced to react to us and paint at the same time. It's always fun to you know get in there and see what he's doing. And you had great guests like Brendan Stipes doing his awesome uh, ink paintings. Uh, and you've had a, you've had a number of great guests and it's been a great show. So uh, yeah, I'm our friend, our, our friend Ray Jed and my new friend, uh, Dave Ross also did the pain stream uh, comedian and our friend Ray Jed who did uh, the hog planet show last summer. And uh, I'm sure he'll be back on at some point. Um, so I don't know. Is, is that, is that it? I think that's it, man. All right. Uh, this is Hog Planet. 